0: Hello everyone and welcome back to do we know them episode 111 that's a very good number but we can't chit chat for it for too long because we have three topics to get to and boy can we make that like a five hour episode so we gotta get into it today I only know about one of them what are the other two? Oh. Oh, yeah. I forgot to tell you. Interesting. We have Glamzilla and the whole mess on TikTok. Yes. That's the one I know about. Yes. And then we have Austin McBroom, who has spoken out about the divorce. Oh, I did pass that. Yes. Yeah, so. Yes. And then we have, what was the last one? Oh, my God. It's some insane story about the star of Hairspray. You know, the, the girl that played the main role? Nikki Blonsky. Nikki Blonsky. There is some lunacy. And had we had a podcast in 2019, we would have been on that shit, but we didn't. So we have to cover it now because it's coming back up. Someone tagged us in something
1: recently about her, but I had no clue what it was even remotely regarding, so.
0: Yeah, we have a lot to talk about. I kinda wanna start with that one. Oh, oh, geez, that's a interesting one to start with, but sure, okay. Basically what this is, if you guys don't know who Nikki Blonsky is, she played the main role, fuck, why can't I remember the name, is it Tracy? In Hairspray, the main girl. Yeah. Nikki Blonsky is not someone I can say I've ever thought about in my life. Like, not for a moment. (laughs) I was going to say that we know much about? No. Do we even think about her? Never. No. But it turns out she's got um colorful past and this again happened in 2019 but the reason why this is all getting brought up again is because she is in a new role on some prison show on Peacock like she was like unemployed it seems like for a long time and now this is like her bigger role that has come out since this incident so people are like hey let's not forget what Nikki Blonsky did and this is what she did and what we're about to watch for context is the Tyra Bang show which already is unhinged enough but she is interviewing like past America's Next Top Model contestants and she's kind of (laughs) catching up with them and being like, hey, like what's going on in your life and what have you been through and all that stuff. And then there's this one girl who was on America's Next Top Model who is the one who had this altercation with Nikki Blonsky. And she talks about it for the first time publicly on the Tyra Banks show. This was a while ago. You're going to tell by the horrible quality, but oh my God.
1: And for people that don't know, Bianca was in a fight in the airport. Make sure I'm I'm correct. In the airport in Turks and Caicos with the star from... Hairspray the movie. <laughs> What's her name again?
2: Nikki Blonsky.
1: Okay, so you were in a fight with her and I heard about it. I panicked. Tell
2: me, what happened in the airport? So, um, my family's from gay girls and my grandfather um, was dying, well, he passed away. Sorry. At the time, he was dying and we went down to have a big family reunion to see him before he passed away. I walked in in the middle of everything, which was, um, the seats are really close, where you sit at and nikki blonsky who i had no idea who she was at all she was sitting there and her family was a lot of them and they were acting very posh like excuse me no one next to us please (laughs) but i had no idea who she was and um she was very rude to my aunt my aunt had two babies in her arm and she told my aunt you can leave like you can go away so I sat down next time I was talking to my brother and she turns to me and says you need to mind your business um you don't know what's going on I got really defensive and I said excuse me like who are you talking to and she went off and there was a lot of words exchanged and we were arguing with each other but my mom had came over and she was like guys you need to calm down you don't you realize you're in the airport and before my mom could walk away from us her father who I didn't know was her father at the time just, Nikki's father Nikki's father came and he punched my mom what oh, jesus christ. christ knocked her out and yeah. You knocked her out. yeah knocked her out and the way he got over the bags and everything and hit my mom with like such force she stumbled back and when she stumbled back their whole family got up and attacked my mom and they all started punching her kicking her and i'm standing there at the time i was still sitting down next to nikki this is how fast that happened i look at her and she takes her foot and just like kicks
1: my mom in her vagina And that's when my mom, like, fell out completely did you gather all of that what i gathered is that there was an altercation for literally no reason
0: well it seems like what the fight was about was that nikki was being snooty and being stuck up and not wanting anybody to sit around her because god forbid somebody breathe her air and then when they kind of reacted to that and gave her back some attitude maybe that's kind of the vibe i'm getting but i could be wrong maybe they didn't give any attitude at all she just lost it and then her dad just punched her mom square in the face which by the way as insane and as this is this did happen they were both charged with assault the mom went to the ICU she was in critical condition for a head injury and Nikki was charged she was 19 years old at the time so I guess she did uh hairspray when she was really young but she does go on to talk about how she feels like this was like racially motivated the airport security filing came and separated everybody and they they called us I don't
2: know if I could say this but you Just know it they called it. us Nick and it called us, get these animals out of here. And her father and mother started
0: saying,
2: they got babies, they
1: got babies. My daughter
0: has to get shot. What? This girl got a baby. Wow. She gave it to my, my daughter. Did you bite her daughter? Did you, did no. you bite her? <laughs> Tyra. Tyra. Literally, Tyra is the most un... We've ha-
1: we've talked about this, haven't we? We need to do a deep dive just on all of the unhinged Tyra moments. Oh my I mean, God. even the fact that she's like, oh, I had the girls from the show back on. Talk about what they've been up to. um, Coping with the trauma you probably caused them from having them on your
0: show. I know, literally, she is the most unhinged TV host of all time. For multiple shows.
1: How are you dealing with everything now? It's a lot.
2: It's a lot to mm-hmm. handle because when I came back in the States, the papers were saying, Big Diva fight, Big Diva fight. My mom was still in the hospital. She had to be airlifted out of the hospital. She had internal bleeding, her nose what? was. Broken, Jesus Christ! Wretched skull. skull. She couldn't walk. Wretched skull? She couldn't walk he hit my mom and like her her face is still black and blue
0: jesus so it wasn't a little tussle and as much as time can pass on that kind of unhinged activity is not in my eyes i don't even think that's a one-off activity like you don't just like casually beat the fuck out of someone in an airport like that is which again a like, pattern of something even with the reasoning
1: that they gave them, out, like no no this fight occurred for literally no reason was it you that i
0: was talking to about it the other day i was talking about like how fighting an an airport is like the most unhinged thing ever. Why would anybody actually like risk being on the no fly list forever just because they're annoyed or someone's being a bitch or someone like literally just let it slide at the airport. You can come up to me and be like you fucking bitch and I'm not gonna start screaming at you at an airport. I'll just be like okay well I don't know because I want to fly. I mean I would say maybe just like avoid physical altercations altogether anywhere but like I don't even understand. Did Nikki ever address it? She put out this statement that was swiftly deleted And it says, I am deeply saddened and hurt to hear I have been wrongly accused of ever having anything other than love in my heart for someone of a different race when that couldn't be further from the truth. The information surrounding the incident is incorrect and false. While an altercation did occur 12 years ago that I am not proud of, the use of racist language and violence is inaccurate. I am finally in a good place in my life, living my true self and do not feel the need to rehash the trauma we all experienced that day or point fingers at anyone else trying to tarnish their reputation. I wish Bianca nothing but the best and hope those rehashing the false story will understand the harm they are causing by continuing to spread false rumors and hate. So is the false
1: story just that you
0: said racial slurs, not that your family beat up (laughs) <laughs> another family oh 100 she's like okay i we beat the shit out of her but we it didn't wasn't call her the black it. yeah yeah it's like oh okay she was charged with assault with actual bodily harm and her father carl was charged with grievous bodily harm meaning the victim was injured so severely they needed immediate medical care and that charge carries a five-year maximum sentence um i do not know if they ever served actual jail time i wonder probably not mm. so she now is funny enough in a prison show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on Peacock. And so people are just like, no thanks, Nikki Blonsky, can anyone else do the role? Like all of this obviously happened a long time ago, but, but there's but layers to it. I feel like the type of people who do things like this are specific types of people that don't exactly ever change. Like if you're capable of doing something like this, obviously there's rehabilitation, there's people who genuinely do work and seek you know, help if they have anger issues and stuff. I'm not saying if you beat the shit out of someone once, you're never gonna do it again. But the circumstances surrounding it, it's like you didn't even beat them up for a good reason. That's my point. I'm like, why did this fight happen? Like literally because they sat in seats you want. Like it makes no sense to me. I think back in the day it was more relevant. Now she's just trying to live her life and like, forget that this happened kind of thing. She's just like moving on. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna get any new statements out of her or she's gonna like, she's just gonna try to keep her head down and just move past it. But people, you know, especially on TikTok and stuff, they're not letting her, which I am in full support of because I think once you beat the shit out of someone, I don't know. You're kind of tainted. That's wild. I know. It was too crazy to not ever talk about. I was like, okay, I know it's technically old news because it happened so long yeah, ago. Yeah, a little random, but I I thank you. I appreciated the story time. We couldn't just live our whole life without knowing that Nikki <laughs> Blonsky and her dad literally are menaces to society. What would we have done? Anyway, moving on. We have the update to Austin McBroom because as we spoke about in our last episode, the McBrooms are divorced. Let's all just have a collective cry together.
1: Wait, also, before we even dive in, I had included like an update where I put the clip that Catherine had put on her Snapchat. I had told you guys, like I cut out the pauses and I sped it up. Usually if I'm speeding up someone talking to like just go a little faster, it's like 105%, like 100, I think I did 125%. And then it was still
0: that slow. Well, Austin's, you're gonna have to do the same thing because I think these people are just like naturally slow talkers. Like it's very, just, very, like, very get, difficult get your to material keep up.
1: ready. Have what you're gonna say, like at least kind of in mind. She was just like, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm very loyal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like,
0: okay, we get it. Oh, by the way, before we start, guys, I had to show this. I wanted to show this in the beginning because it's kind of a monumental moment. But look at what I'm drinking. It's a Truly. Oh, cheers! Yeah, I texted Lily this um, a while back. That oh yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Um, I texted Lily a while back about me finding a truly I can actually drink without throwing up. And it's the ones that so I think they're marketed as having like less flavor. That's what they're uh, like. More alcohol, less flavor. No, it just tastes like less. It has no fake sugar what taste. Is it? it is passion fruit, but it just tastes like seltzer, like mostly seltzer with like a hint of flavor, which is how I like it. You would hate it. I was going to say, I don't love passion fruit flavor, but you know, I already got mine. So we're good. Anyway, monumental moment. Moving on. So I'm proud. Austin McBroom did kind of the same thing that Catherine did. Obviously, we didn't react to Catherine's video, but you can expect our reaction was, you know, <laughs> it wouldn't. Have it's been, what you'd expect. It would have been a lot of eye rolling and trying to and just like sitting there to trying the to point. keep up while she talks yeah. very slow. But anyway, Austin's. I'm actually glad came out after we filmed because I really, really have a lot of thoughts about this. So. Let's just watch. It's separated into different parts. Like he goes on different tangents. So Great. Godspeed <laughs> to our attention span. The first part's not even really worth watching because it's literally just him being like, we're sad, you know, like we put off our own happiness for a very long time. And whatever. Did and you? Like, we? But anyway, so we'll continue on after he goes on that spiel. You're welcome.
3: We continue this journey we call life not together. And... um As hard as that is to say, her and I, no matter what, will be the best of friends. Um, You know, we've experienced, accomplished, we've experienced, accomplished so much together in almost a decade. Um, Damn, almost reached a decade. (laughs) It's crazy to say. But now moving forward, her and I will no longer feel like we're being held back from anything.
0: His hair confuses me, not the point, but. So much about him confuses me. (laughs) Honestly, this might not be a nice thing and we might have to cut this out, but sometimes, especially when a woman, who I'm not saying Catherine's perfect, she's not perfect by any means, I think they were perfect for each other. But when the man is the bigger douchebag, I feel like the woman absorbs his energy, like, like his, all of his, you know, and then they just shrivels into a little raisin and I think it's happening.
1: I'm not trying to comment on all the physical aspects and he's not like an ugly guy, but it's, like, the choices he makes are just so confusing to me. Like, what is the little... His little goatee... Would you call it a goatee? The soul patch? And I can And his hair and, like, his clothes. Yeah, he makes, makes a like, lot of unfortunate you, styling
0: decisions. And also just his general mouth area. And I'm not... That's not, like, me, like, picking on his physical. He just has a mouth thing that pisses it's how me
1: he, off. he... He... he, he
0: use it's <laughs> how he uses his mouth. It's like something like his smirk. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh anyway, so now is when it starts getting really interesting because he basically states that the internet is to blame for why their relationship fell apart.
1: Oh.
3: Never have we ever said we were perfect. Um, you know, I feel like the internet put us in this box um that they called perfect but then wanted to destroy the box to not make it perfect. And that took a toll on us.
1: It wasn't you getting caught cheating
0: (laughs) multiple times. We put him in a box, Lily. It's so vague too, the way he's saying it. It's like, what are you talking about? Again, twister in the mud. Like it just makes no sense. He's just saying words. I've also heard them like in clips being like, oh, we never
1: fight. We never like we're all the time. You guys constructed this box. We did not. He
0: continues on though.
3: No one will really know uh, what her and I were going through. Um, no one will really know.
1: Um. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus.
3: You know, it's, it's tough. Stop it's tough. petting and, the soul uh, patch. People don't realize that it's, it's our real life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, but we know it comes with the territory. And, um, at the end of the day, no matter what you do in life, you'll have people that don't support you and you have people that will support you.
0: Here's the thing. Do I respect that he understands it comes with the territory? Yeah, because nowadays there's a a little bit too many people online that don't understand that. It's like you want your cake and you want to eat it and you want nobody else to touch it. Like it's just, that's not how this works. So I do respect the fact that he understands that criticism comes with it. Now, do I completely uh, support the rationalization in his head where he's just like, oh, you guys are the problem. And like you put us in this tiny little box. It's true what you said that they always said like, oh, we don't or even when that clip came up that we talked about in the last episode where they were faking that whole intro and he got pissed. When that came out, Catherine has always responded to things like that. Very like, oh, you know, you guys just see and believe what you want to believe. Like, we're happy, we're thriving. That's your doing. You're the one that tried to convince everyone you were perfect. And everyone was like begging you to acknowledge that you're not. I
1: can't recall any time ever that they talked about like, struggles they were having about their marriage, about life, about anything. Like everything is always like, no, that's not true.
0: And anytime that they did talk about struggles, it was always after they were outed for stuff. Like when their house, right? They lived in their house. It was this huge mansion. It was this crazy thing that everyone was like, oh, okay, the Ace family lives in literally like, kim kardashian's house like it was huge and then they kept denying that it was getting foreclosed on because everyone found the documents that are public and said hey this is getting foreclosed on they were like no it's not like i remember a paparazzi video of Catherine where she was literally like you guys believe what you want to or something like that she was very nonchalant about it all but basically just like we're thriving and then it did get foreclosed on and then they sat down and said actually it was a fucking nightmare living there it wasn't even supposed to be a living house like you're not supposed to live in it but even then when they finally
1: acknowledged it they didn't really acknowledge it and then they blamed it all on the contractor and stuff right and it was
0: like yeah it's always they're being scammed they're being this and that and the other they're being attacked it's the ironic. same as like uh remember when austin had his whole jet ski thing where he was rolling around in the pool with his jet ski and then the water was like flooding the neighbor's like wine vineyard thing and then it was their fault they're the bad neighbors they're like it's never the McBroom's fault, but we're the ones that no, put you in a no. box. Gotcha. They don't do anything wrong. But anyway, it actually gets so much worse because I guess a lot of people have been asking what's going to happen to the Ace Family channel. I actually realized that someone commented on our video and
1: asked that. And I was like, oh, that probably would have been a good thing to <laughs> discuss. I didn't really think about it because I guess I don't watch it. So
0: Well, luckily, we don't have to speculate on that because Austin tells us exactly
3: what's going to happen. What's going to happen with the Ace Family YouTube channel? Catherine and I... Uh... Uh, you know we've talked about this years ago because her and I both know that you know we weren't gonna be doing YouTube forever Um, and that we always wanted for our kids to take it over Um, that was always the plan that was always the goal and obviously now um, you know in the direction that we're going it only makes sense Um, obviously no pressure on our kids but I will say that back when we were filming Um, Our kids loved it.
0: Oh, no. When he said this, like, it made me actually nauseous just the way he talks. Again, it's a mouth thing. Well, the licking his lips, it's almost kind of like he has, like, dip. In his lip or something too Like there's so many things going on But regardless It's so unhinged that he's talking about this As if it's some sort of like family business That they're inheriting That's normal I think a big goal of being a parent in general Is that you do want to be able to help your children In some way shape or form Is it plausible to like set them up for life? No not for most of us But you want to give them a good foundation And all that stuff I understand that But there are other ways to do that I think one of those ways that would have been smart Is when you are making millions of dollars putting away money for your children but I know you didn't do that so you want to just give them a platform of millions of people to pick apart every decision they make and um, give them a life in the spotlight because that's worked out great for you
1: the irony of him saying that like the fans put them in a box and basically were the reason that their marriage fell apart but then being like and now,
0: he said, we Oh, want give kids, that now you get in the box. <laughs> and him saying, like, no pressure. He followed it up with a very quick butt. <laughs> it's so weird. And also, like, speculating that his kids used to love it. Kids cannot consent to being on camera in that way. They worked for you. And not to mention how old are the kids now? I feel like the oldest one's maybe six.
1: When do you want them to take this over? Like, I feel like when they're finally old enough that they should be able to make that decision for themselves, like it's gonna be irrelevant.
0: No, he's gonna want them to take it over soon. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking. Is what he's gonna want. Yeah, and that's really, really concerning because no, nobody wants that, Austin. Nobody wants more of your kids. Like the best thing they ever did for that channel was focusing more on them. I'm talking ethically not like numbers or anything because it didn't do well for their numbers but them leaning away from the kids was like okay finally like they're not exploiting them that horribly. They still are but like this would be such an unhinged and exploitative turn and I pray that they don't do this. I mean their youngest kid has to be like two years old or something like that. Two or three. And you know that Austin's going to be the director and producer and then like Catherine's going to edit and it's just like oh my god. Oh my god I see them just being the ultimate stage parents. Oh they already are. i just can't imagine honestly someone who's gotten as much hate as they've gotten, and they know the eyes that they have on them that they would put their kids out there like that it's just that's insane. my
1: point i'm like and even like he doesn't obviously they don't admit how much i'm sure it affects them but even like the fact that he's saying this in the same video where he did finally kind of acknowledge mm-hmm.
0: that even if it wasn't to the full extent or actual reality of why they're being judged. Honestly I would say I had a great experience on the internet overall. It's been really hard at some points but I think that overall I've had a lot of fun on the internet. But you still wouldn't be shoving your kid into it. No I wouldn't want my kids to do it at all. Any level of attention that's beyond like I don't know 10 people is too much for a human being to take in. Like imagine when you were in school and you knew that like 5 people didn't like you. It was like the most soul crushing thing in the world. Now multiply that by like a billion on a daily basis. So I just feel like why would I want my children to live that now if it allows them to live their dream in terms of like if they have an art that they can share and that you know gives them the freedom of life to do whatever they want okay then okay that's what i was gonna
1: say because i feel like whenever i hear like oh the number one i mean i don't know if this is still the case but when all the articles would come out where it's like the number one job that kids want these days that teenagers want is to be a youtuber i believe or to be that. an influencer yeah. and i believe it 100 but i also am always like as someone that never like got into this intentionally. One thing led to another and now here I am. But I always just liked making videos and I liked working with like media. I don't understand how it could be like your dream job if that isn't what you like doing or like if you liked performing or something that's a different situation but like just being famous is such a weird goal to me because I'm like for what
0: I think that teenagers especially see the ease of it I think that they see the parts of like Alex Earl who's just like going to NFL games and like living her best life and who the fuck doesn't want that who the fuck doesn't want to just like put on their makeup and make a million dollars like the ease of it is enticing in Austin's case I just again genuinely don't know why he would want to put his kids through that but again I don't think he's really protected his kids or understands that his kids need to be protected all these years. Like, I don't know if he just thinks like... Oh, I'll just like, if someone comes to our house, I'll beat the shit out of them. Or I don't know what the fuck he thinks in life. But like, you have put your kids in so much danger by exploiting them in the way that you do. Like literally, I've talked about this before when I've done like PowerPoint presentations on family channels. It's like Micah Stoffer, those types of people. And then it's Austin McBroom. Like they're always up there with those names of people who have exploited their children and put them in situations that they didn't consent to be in. Cause they can't. Even if they said, yeah, daddy, I'll be on the camera. Like, no, they can't. They don't know what that means. And I don't even think that it necessarily is coming from a place of
1: like, make me money. Like, I'm exploiting, like, I don't know if he's consciously doing it to, like, exploit his kids. But what he gets from being on camera and, like, getting that attention, I feel like he thinks that that's how everyone is and that everyone wants that and doesn't
0: think of the negatives or how it's affecting them. At the same time, though, I know he's delusional, but how can he not realize how many people, like, don't like him he's like
1: the matt rife um comment where he's like oh anyone that hates you is jealous of you like that maybe i could see him thinking
0: that would be insane but anyway that's pretty much it to me i mean on a level of like composure or like ways that we've seen austin mcbroom before he seems pretty fucked up he seems pretty down but i do feel like it comes more from a place of like his
1: world is shattering but not like because his marriage fell apart it's like because the image associated with him has fallen apart.
0: Yeah. And I think that in watching both of their statements, even you don't even have to hear it. You just see both of their faces. And Catherine is just like beaming smile; She's just like living her best life. And Austin is like that meme where they're wearing the mask and then they're like crying behind the mask. That's awesome. Well, it's right because now. I'm sure that he like, yeah, he, he is delusional, I think.
1: But like <laughs> just looking at it at a very surface level, Catherine has a lot of potential to turn
0: (laughs) these lemons into lemonade. Even though a lot of people were pointing out that like she is pretty much just as bad as he is oh, and I mean, shyla agreed. was saying the same thing that Catherine is like a, a mean girl. girl and was horrible yeah. to her for so many years i don't doubt that at all so Catherine is really responsible for a lot of the same things that austin is Catherine just in general has a less offensive personality so she's more likable austin is <laughs> less unbearable. of personality <laughs> <laughs> well yeah maybe it's that but like whatever it is but it's yeah, more no, tolerable agreed. than austin austin is just Hard pill to swallow. I also think that he's probably scrambling. I mean, I would be as well, just because, I mean, we feel this way sometimes when you're, RH on the internet it could be a scary thing like what if that doesn't work forever am I gonna just like start from the bottom in like the corporate world or something when I'm 50 like because a lot of people are like oh just get a real job and it's like I don't
1: think for a lot of people that it's the concept of getting a. I mean for him I don't think he wants to get like a corporate
0: job by any stretch he really loved working on that taco truck that one time
1: no but I think in general it's less of the like wanting to put in the time and effort to get that kind of a job
0: it's just like where do you even start well that's what i'm saying you're starting from the ground up a lot of people spend most of their 20s and 30s working their way up certain like corporate ladders or just positions in general careers like just
1: having a resume that you're building that has some kind of experience in an office when you're so used to something that's not in an office, I understand that that would be
0: definitely scary. I've thought about it and that's why I worked in corporate for like six months and I still have those connections because I wanted to know that I could do it. I think I've gathered a lot of knowledge, like maybe it doesn't seem like it because I sound dumb 99% of the time, but I've gathered a lot of knowledge of working with brands and influencers and how to properly do that to have successful campaigns and certain things like that that I'm like, okay, I could always go that route. I could go a marketing route, maybe social media manager. I've thought of all these things because it's scary and you should have a background. A plan. I feel like Austin right now is like, well, what the fuck do I do now? All he's done all these years is be super rich and annoying in his jet ski and like scam his fans and exploit his family. So now half of his family's out. The thing is, it's like I don't think that he has like zero skills.
1: I think that he probably like, despite Mm, whether it does come off as he's just like done nothing, but like be a douche for the last however many years, he's been in the world enough that he has knowledge that other people I'm sure do not, or that would be valuable to some companies, but it's whether he would be willing to put his ego aside and actually work for other people. I actually have to
0: disagree with you there. I don't think that just being a part of the world, although yes, you experience it, I don't think that'll always equates to useful knowledge and I think a perfect example of that is when we talked about him being the OnlyFans manager and his whole little approach to that like he's so bad at like just even talking to fellow social media people in a way that's effective. And I just feel like he wouldn't be of use to any corporation.
1: I think that he probably does have certain knowledge, but that's not the knowledge that he's tapping into when he's doing the OnlyFans shit and like just trying to survive on being a name that people know. Regardless, I think his ego is the problem because even if he does have that knowledge somewhere in that brain of his that maybe exists, I don't think he's willing to set his ego aside and work for other people and not have it be all about him.
0: I mean, maybe. I just think that the majority of their image was not only their children but their extravagant lifestyle the mansions, the cars, all of that stuff and I think that little by little that has all been chipped away. The facade is gone. He got lost in the sauce and now he's drowning. He's beyond lost in the sauce and now he's divorcing which the only like little bit of the facade that was left was that relationship. If I were him, I don't know where I would go from here. I'd just be like, well, fuck, now what? Because now he can't just lean into like, ooh, single life, look, I'm this like
1: rich person because one, he's not. Two, he has kids. And
0: three... He's getting old. And four people would be like,
3: oh, (laughs) not you just living the
4: life
0: you've been living for the past 10 years, just publicly. Like, he'd get eaten up in a second. Couldn't you see him trying to launch, like, a dating show? Oh my God, don't give him ideas. Anyway, but that's pretty much the Austin McBroom update. As of right now, no further updates. If there are, you know we'll put them in here because they... They do like Snapchat, I'll say that. Okay, well now we are moving on to our main story. So this is something that I saw unfold last night and I shit you not, as it was happening, I said, this is gonna get deleted. I downloaded it because I was like, I'm sick and tired of us having to use TikToks with people's face in it, or like once with music in the background, I'm over it. First of all, same, hate it when people delete shit.
1: But second of all, okay, so I, for some reason, have zero clue who Glamzilla is. And yet you and then two other friends and these two friends sent me recorded videos of them, so I have them all too, and comments. And I was just like, who's Glamzilla?
0: Okay, we talked about her. I wanna say, I'm trying to find it right now. So, what it was was Glamzilla came on after the whole gate thing. She said, Do you still trust beauty creators? She didn't mention Michaela, but it was very much hinting at that. It was literally all everyone was talking about. She said, why or why not? Let's have a discussion. Ton of comments about like, no, Michaela like fucked up, all this shit, whatever. She was back and forth in the comments. This has all been deleted off of TikTok, but whatever. I remember it. And I'm pretty sure we included it in a video. I hope we did. Basically she was going back and forth in the comments with people. And then she stitched that TikTok and said, okay, let's talk about it. Like I heard all you have to say, let's talk about it. And then she never mentions Michaela in that stitch or like really addresses that situation and how it was so harmful to the beauty community. She was more so like talking about why people don't trust beauty creators all in general and she likes to do this thing and she does this right now with what we're about to watch where she asks her community questions that she doesn't really want the answer to or like she gets the answer and then gets mad yeah literally she'll get defensive or she gets really weird about it it's quite the conundrum i don't understand glamzilla i have to be honest i used to see her videos like when she would use a lot of the glow recipe like watermelon dew products and she would like look super radiant i remember that went viral she's gone viral a million times on tiktok And something else I know about her is she is kind of a queen of undisclosed ads, which seems to be uh, rampant on TikTok. So interesting that she would ask about trusting influence. (laughs) I know. That's why people were like, "Uh, no, I will get into a little bit about her undisclosed ads in a bit. But let's start with this situation because this all happened last night when she asked her community a question, much like what I just talked about. Hey, so I'm
5: planning out content and I want to know what you think about this. So after the Laura Mercier went viral, it went viral because so many large creators, like huge people with influence, reviewed the formula. So it popped off. But I want to go buy Jeffree Star's recommendation. I want to buy Michaela's recommendations. And I want to buy... James Charles' new palette. Let's buy Nikki Tutorials' line. I, here's the thing. I already bought Jackie Ina candles. Shout out to you the, for being the baddest bitch. Like, I want to try out the recommendations. Is it hot fire? Like, I want to know. But before I do so, this is our community. I need to hear from you guys. Are you okay with this? I, I'm very curious and I'm very excited. This is something I'm excited about. Let me know. Is it problematic? Are you going to cancel me? I... Don't you, aren't you curious? Like, aren't you curious? Oh my God. Okay, let me know. There's no right or wrong answer. There's no alliance. This is just makeup.
1: Okay, let
0: me know Okay if you're wondering Why she's so fucking excited Because it's like Jesus girl Piped out
1: <laughs> I get the vibe That she thinks That this is like A really like Edgy revolutionary thing That she's doing That's like Everyone wants to try it But no one wants to admit it And now like I'm gonna do it And everyone's gonna be like Suddenly okay with it But I have a couple thoughts Because like I think it's one thing To test out Recommendations From those people It's another To support Their product That is theirs And like Their business
0: mm, Yeah 100% There's a difference. Difference there, but also don't do either. I mean, I think we just maybe leave their
1: name out of everything altogether and just don't talk about them. But I think there is a big difference between supporting the person and being like, they said that this is good and it's someone else's product that then you go buy and then you're like, oh, I agree that it's good. Right.
0: Yeah, I understand what you're saying. So I was watching Dustin and Nick talk about this and they pointed out that apparently since her Laura Mercier foundation video, so I know you haven't seen it, but basically what it is, is her using the foundation. She's like painting it on her skin and it just went super viral. Jeffree Star stitched it and tried it. Nikki Tutorial stitched it and tried it. So that's what she's talking about here that like after big creators, you know, stitched it, it went viral. Well, here's the thing. Glamzilla is a big creator. Is she as big as some of these other creators? No, but she has two million followers and a apparently she gained 200,000 followers after the Laura Mercier video. So some people are thinking maybe she doesn't have an alliance, quote unquote, but she really liked what happened the last time that Jeffree Star and those types of people kind of co-signed her thing. I don't know if James Charles stitched it because I don't watch him, but she posted this. And the reason why we're even talking about this is because Robert Welsh, who is a respected like makeup reviewer, artist, and just someone that people like, like he seems like an honest person that stands his ground when he needs to, things like that. He doesn't seem like the, uh, doesn't seem like many MUA will say. Just throw out a name out there. There was this person that commented on Glamzilla's video and said, James Charles and Jeffree Star are a no. They are bad people. Why would you want to associate with that? To which Glamzilla responded, I'm not associating myself or associated with any of their views or past mistakes. I'm specifically curious about the makeup with an emoji and the crazy eye emoji. I don't know which one that is. I'm a whole different person, right? want to know how these formulas are. To which Robert responded, you are directly funding that person though with your money through your purchase and review. I expected better with a thumbs up emoji. And she responds, I totally get it, Robert. I respect your content and everything you do and how you choose to run your business. Your cult following, which I'm a part of, is proof of this with fire emojis. What a weird ass response. When I saw that, I'm like, Huh? I just feel like her even being like, you got a cult following from like, your decisions. Now let me do it. I don't know. It was just the weirdest response ever. I
1: love his response because oh she's God, like, so good. I respect your content and everything you do and how you choose to run your
0: business. And it's like, I don't know if that's a business decision. As right. Much as- well, that's why he responded, choosing not to support child P words and racists isn't a business choice, really. It's more of a moral choice. That feels so much like when you think politically and when people are talking about like,
1: oh, I didn't know you were so into politics, blah, blah. And it's like, I... Well, I'm, I'm not, but... Kind but, of an obvious choice don't here. Don't kill people. Yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I think that what's crazy about Glamzilla's like, take here in general is that on TikTok, people don't even really hate James Charles or Jeffree Star. They're pretty widely liked. We've talked about that a million times. Where it's like they almost got run off of this platform and just ran over there and created a new audience of people who don't care. And she's choosing to like be purposely obtuse to
1: the fact that like you personally, one person buying it and reviewing it isn't the problem but it's that you have influence then and then if you like it and tell a bunch of people to go buy it guess what they probably will and then you are supporting that person and you are like directly responsible for their success
0: yeah so this is her video response that's now deleted to robert welsh prepare yourself because i don't know why it really makes me uncomfortable
5: god i didn't even review anything yet and it's already causing problems for me robert hold on robert you already know i'm a fan I DM'd you that long time ago on a future Anyways, um... Robert, I never knew you had expectations of me. You expected better. Like, I remember when you made this video about your political views and your, your views on this, I was just like, okay, more power to him. I maybe even gave you, like, I don't know. But, like, those are your opinions and... as a beauty lover, I know this might sound shallow, I just want to know my opinions. Is the mascara really fuck-proof? And, like, James Charles painted line, Wouldn't you like for redemption, wouldn't this be the best thing you ever came up with so nobody could clock you. you? Like I want to know. What's the vibe? And a lot of people in the com- I'm not editing this, I'm just going straight off. so excuse me if the words aren't right. Um, a lot of people in the comment section are saying, you're associating yourself with uh, these type of people. I ain't associating myself with nobody. I'll tell you that straight up. I just want to know. Is it good? It's that simple, is it good? If you are a fan of them, is it worth your money? Does it perform better than what we already have? I'm I'm just curious. I'm a beauty lover. I'm just a girl who likes to spend makeup, money on makeup, you know what I mean? I don't know. But this whole situation, are creators gonna hate me, my fellow creators? If, If so, it's not worth it. But I'm also really curious and I know my following is curious too. Because you guys in this comment section lit that shit up green. You guys want to see those reviews. <sighs> now here we go. This is the problem. I need to decide. This is scary. So forgive me. And please don't put expectations on me. Shit. Shit. I was like, chill. I'm your Canadian, Asian, Latina bestie. Chill, man. It's just makeup. My gosh. <gasps> Is it though? I don't know. See, I'm just a
0: girl. Chill. I could just swallow myself whole right now. Yeah, I just, no, I, 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 that so gave me so much cringe. secondhand embarrassment. I <laughs> hate it so much. Well, that's why it's deleted. But sorry, you guys had to watch it. But like,
1: Jesus Christ. Like, no, it's not just makeup. And you know that because you know that that's why it's an issue. It's because you're
0: literally. And from the get go, she was what, rolling what her eyes and saying, thing? is this problematic? Yeah. And you know, it is. And before you asked the question, you know, it was much like when you asked, do you still trust creators like beauty creators? You knew the answer was no. But then you wanted to like fight people on it. First of all, the amount of reviews on that app are endless. You can just type in painted palette and you'll see people reviewing it heard it's patchy but that's neither here nor there we don't need you to try another neutral eyeshadow palette that everyone has three of like we all have palettes that look like that even if james's palette was like
1: phenomenal and it was the best thing you've ever used then so what? then are you gonna promote it to all of your yeah. fans and then have them buy it and then he's gonna be super six su- i mean i don't I'm not saying her promoting it will make him super successful again but it but can. like she even mentioned a redemption thing and it's like
0: no dude i had the freaking laura mercier foundation in my cart not because of her because of other people i saw okay but i had it in my cart and when i went to go check out on sephora it was sold out all of the shades that are even close to my shades are sold out right now on sephora do you know how much thousands of units that is i mean again nothing that jeffree star or james charles has reviewed is revolutionary to me like they don't have products that nobody else has. That's the
1: thing. It's not like this thing came out that like she has to try because it's so different and it's so like
0: no, isn't it just, like what's you know let's stop? I think that with influencers specifically, I have this issue. I do not believe that every influencer that's part of a community, like everybody that's in the beauty community, needs to like sit down and film a video as to why James Charles is a p word. Like I don't have that belief no. of like everybody speak out about this. What I do have a problem with is speaking for somebody Something that's negative or possibly even the possibility that you would ever talk about a product that they have to promote it in any way good or bad on your channel then I start having a problem with you you don't get to play devil's advocate and then be
1: mad that people call you out for doing that like just because you aren't verbally saying I support James Charles doesn't mean that reviewing his makeup potentially positively
0: wouldn't be supporting James Charles <laughs> I know that we talk about Jeffree Star and James Charles on here and honestly the only way that I ever want to talk about them is to not let people forget about the shit that they've done. Like that's kind of the only reason I feel like it's even remotely justified to bring up their names anymore because otherwise what are we doing? Why are we giving these people anything? Like I don't even like for instance I saw that Jeffree Star had Gypsy Rose gifting him on his live and I was like I don't even want to talk about that because even though it's relevant to two different things it yeah it just gives him life and I don't want to give him anymore. more like it's just just you go live over there in your corner because I'm done well
1: and I just I don't like that she very much seems to like hinge all of her stuff on like but I didn't say I was gonna give him a good review and, and also like, the shit she's well,
0: referencing if you're in the makeup world it's super old you're talking about is that mascara really fuck proof You know what that is referencing? No. Jeffree (laughs) Star reviewed a fuckproof mascara. I am talking like years ago, he was still with his ex. And they went to go like have sex and come back to see if it was like fuckproof in the shower. And I'm just like, girl ain't nobody even thinking about that anymore that was launched years ago well, that's what i'm that's... saying i think she thinks that she has this like really
1: like edgy revolutionary idea where she's gonna try the stuff that no one is willing to try but then she doesn't want to explore the reason why no one's willing to try it her
0: saying things like i'm just a girl yeah you're a girl with two million followers like you cannot have your cake and eat it too you are a person that has a presence there is a responsibility that comes with that yes people have expectations of you welcome to the internet if you don't like that then just accept that there's gonna be a lot of people really disappointed in you because when you gather a following a lot comes with that
1: that comment was so like oh my god you have expected like i didn't know you expected yeah she took it as a compliment oh my god
0: that's not what he meant and even more so like it's not even that he's just saying that as an influencer he probably means that just like in general like hey i would have never thought that you as a person would ever support these people
1: because generally you would assume that someone with that kind of a following isn't going to try and, like, play with fire like this, I think.
0: <laughs> Honestly, I don't really get into the beauty scene of TikTok, but the people that I do see on my For You page, whenever I see them interacting with James Charles, it is such an immediate, like, ban of them in my mind. I'm just like, oh, don't fuck with you anymore, and I will literally click not interested in their videos. Like, there are expectations people have of people with followings, and I personally, like, put my, what is it? Put my money where my, like, views are, I guess, or whatever the fuck is. Like, I would, like... You where your mouth is? Yeah, I just wouldn't give views to someone that is supporting any of them because I so badly do not like what they do and what they have well, done. And especially
1: when it's not like it's someone that had like this friendship with them outside of this world. Yeah, like and it's why are like, you doing this? They don't want to like burn that bridge now because they're banking on people
0: forgetting about everything and they think they might be able to take advantage of it later. Well, again, it just worked for her now because she's on good terms, I guess, with Jeffree Star. Like he didn't know much about her. He stitched her video and reviewed the Laura Mercier Foundation. There and... you go.
1: So she doesn't want to burn any bridges. Not only that, though, she wants to like extend this kind of olive branch to be like, I'm not judging. I'm just using
0: the makeup. Guess what? Sometimes we judge. Sometimes we judge. And again, it's one thing to not talk about it. I'm not going to, you know, get mad at you for that. But talking and possibly supporting them, everybody's going to have an issue. Like, sorry. And then getting mad when people express that they aren't
1: happy with the fact that you're willing to do that. And you're like,
0: no, I didn't do anything. Yes, you did. We're not talking about people who had like old tweets come out that were bad. I mean, they had that too, but that's not what they did. We're talking about people who have done some of the most heinous shit. I'm talking like, Jeffree Star, I will always say this, he scares the ever living fuck out of me. Like he just is a person with a, Dark heart, I don't know, girl. It's just, he's, you know, that clip that I always mention when I talk about him, he's dark sided
5: Dark sided too.
0: Like, he's not a Christian. That's how I feel about Jeffree Star, he scares me. Um, But James Charles also just repeated very, very questionable behavior. I mean, when we looked up, when we talked about James Charles, I think it was when his article came out in what, Magazine, was it Cosmopolitan?
1: I think so. And it was like, James Charles wants to be uncancelled, please. Yeah.
0: And then we looked up, like, what he did. And we saw those pictures he sent to that 16-year-old boy. Like, I just wanted to vomit like it was so bad i mean one time would have been bad too but like it didn't happen one
1: time it happened multiple times and it's like still fucking happening
0: and then even when it's not underage boys james charles is like pressuring people sexually quite often of just like send me this send me that come on come on like be my husband be my boyfriend let me see your armpits it's like girly please for the love of god (laughs) i just feel like there are certain things that we understand people can learn and grow from And some that we say, hey, at least in my world, you don't get the chance. I think that's what quote unquote cancellation is. Like, it's just like not giving people another chance. And they're not
1: even just showing that like they haven't taken accountability for what they did. It's that they haven't changed
0: their behavior to like make you think that they're a different person now. Yeah. Well, ever since this happened, she did delete the response to Robert, but she stitched one person from her audience that was like suggesting for her to do something else with her platform. I want to buy Michaela's recommendations, and I want to buy James Charles's new palette.
1: Glams of the girl, I love you so big. She's from the Tarte thing. If, hear me out. Oh really? You used your superpowers oh, yeah. to put on small brands and minority-owned brands. You broke the motherfucking internet with that Laura Mercier foundation. Like you can do this. If anyone can change the game, because we hear about the same brands all the time but there are so many inclusive brands that just haven't had their moment like what if it was you
0: that was even a very nice generous way to put it kind way to respond to it right so she says okay sis bet on the screen and then she proceeded to just start reviewing a bunch of small businesses like immediately like three of them I think so far okay I don't know what like it's not a bad thing that she's doing that she's just so interesting to me it's like you know you could have done this before but um
1: I just I think that she had this kind of like epiphany Moment where she was like, Oh my god, I'm gonna break the internet because I'm gonna try James <laughs> Charles palette. It's like no
0: you're not. But anyway, so she did start to review small businesses, which I think all in all is a great thing. Yeah. I just yeah. think that the timing's interesting, some would say.
5: So the comment section went crazy. The video responses were intense. Um a lot of people x me out, unfollowed me, for asking. What do you guys think if I should review James Charles or Jeffree Star or Nikki Tutorials or Michaela's recommendations, Jackie his candles? People are very opinionated and I respect that. This is why I asked a question. And um, as someone who creates content and I know things go viral and I know things will sell out if I talk about them. Wow, who would have thought?
1: I thought it was the best thing to ask you guys first, because I'm that type of bitch. Okay, but so here's the problem. You shouldn't have had to ask. Like, you just said that you know that posting about it would make things sell out. So why would you want to sell out the products for people that are bad people? Like, I don't understand what the confusion here is. Like, no one was mad that you asked the question. They were mad you had to ask the question. Girl, come on, this isn't hard. So I've listened and I've
5: taken it in. And I get it. Do you get it though? But what's confusing to me is- That answers my question. I guess she does not. Thousands of thousands of people voted on this poll, but the answers are conflicting to what I see in the video responses to so the people who are enraged that I would even ask such a question. Let me show you.
1: Girly Pop, I don't care if everyone answered the poll and said you should try the makeup. The fact that you were willing to overlook it if enough people were like, yeah, girl, try it. That's the problem here. Like, you seem to understand why it's a problem, but then you're willing to overlook the problem if your followers tell you to? Like, how do you not see that that's a problem? Cause it is.
5: What I realized through this is the number one thing I care about is community. I think we all belong in beauty. And that, it's so hard because as a beauty community in a beauty space, we've never been a community. And the only time I've ever felt like we are a community is when shit goes viral. Uh, so that was the Glow Recipe Dew Drops, the Good Apple Foundation, Laura Mercier Foundation. Every time I've been able to make something go viral, our community comes together again. Um, so I now know my role in the beauty space. I'm going to amplify BIPOC creators. Fuck yeah. Like, the exact same way how I was amplified. Now that I've got a little bit of shine on me and a little bit more, okay, people get it, um, that is a player, I'm gonna take my job seriously. Uh, and I'm gonna take my platform and take it to the next level with you guys.
1: Yeah, um, I'm confused about this too, because what do, you, what do you mean? Like, did you just now realize that you have influence? Because it seems like you did know you had it because, like, you just said that, you know, things would sell out, but you were just going to highlight James Charles and Jeffree Star. (laughs) Like, if people said yes, you would have done that. Would you then not have done what you're doing now? I just am so confused. But then also, before she does any of what she just said, she does want to take a moment to shout out someone and give them their flowers. Michaela. Don't get me wrong. It seems like Michaela was a great friend to her and really helped her build her career to what it is now. But for someone that says they're about community, maybe you should have a talk with your friend to be a little more honest about what she is contributing to the community. Cause it seems like she might not be on the same page. Cause you know, she's lying to her community to get money for herself. Anyway. While we're
5: talking about amplifying creators, I want to shout out somebody who amplified me, um, who amplified Glamzella. When I was growing on TikTok, Michaela, that's you, girl. Um, I love you, and you know I I love you.
1: Uh, Oh, I want to (laughs) cry. Guys, I can't even lie to you. When I first watched that, I like Jessie just corrected me this morning. I didn't realize that she was talking about like Michaela Michaela because the username on screen was like Michaela J Makeup. And I was like, oh, must be a lot of Michaela's in the makeup community. No, apparently that's like her Instagram or something, and this was like a repost from her Instagram story. And I'm just dumb. But um yeah. So then she just goes on to gush about Michaela for uh two more TikToks, I believe.
5: What we're not gonna do is compare me to Michaela. That's my girl. And majority of the reason why you're even following me right now is Michaela was one of the first big influencers to ever stitch my videos. Like, I'm gonna give my girl her roses. Right, Right when the shine is on me, I'm gonna give you your roses, bitch. I freaking adore you. I love you, girl. And I'm getting a little shine. I'm gonna give you your flowers, bitch. I love you. I adore you. You're a girl's girl. And I'm a girl's girl too. I can't wait. I can't wait to see you again. Oh my God.
1: And you know what? Speaking of Michaela, uh, let's go back to past us because we're about to talk about undisclosed ads, which, you know. Michaela seems to be very familiar with. And it turns out Glamzilla might be as well. Allegedly, of course.
0: She hasn't reviewed the James Charles thing. She didn't review the Jeffree Star, you know, recommendation. So I don't have that gripe with her. I have the gripe that she wanted to do that. My main issue with her is her non-disclosed ad. So something that Glamzilla does... On a regular basis, which this is running rampant on TikTok, and TikTok is a part of this. The FTC is gonna get all of you. It's gonna be FBI open up at all your doors. I am talking like this is, this has to be illegal. What an influencer will do, and Glamzilla is like, almost the creator of this, is she will review a product not sponsored, right? So she'll have a foundation. She'll be like, this foundation, oh my God, this is insane. And she reviews it in a very positive way. Almost, allegedly, this is my, you know, allegations, in order to get the brand's attention and then the brand will piggyback off of that and use it and promote it as a paid sponsorship. Now, the issue with that is that when that happens, it shows up on your For You page, but in her caption, it has nothing about it being a sponsorship. So all you have is that tiny, tiny, tiny paid partnership little tag on the bottom, which we know is not enough the FTC. Like you need to have hashtags and you need to disclose it. So I don't know about that whole little feature on TikTok. I feel like they're going to crack down on that. So is it coming up on your feed because the brand has been promoted
1: it? So yes. it's not just coming up on your for you page. It's like it's a sponsored like ad. Yeah, this is
0: an example. It's CoverGirl. So she reviewed this. I have my quarrels with her in general using it. I don't think she actually likes this product. It looks not great on her. Like, I don't know. She just puts it on with her hands. She's like, wow. So then I have a question. Like, you know, if I did a CoverGirl sponsored
1: ad that they were paying me for, like they would give me the language to use. And I know specifically from experience that CoverGirl has very specific language to use. Is she using that or does it seem like it's
0: just a positive review, but in her words. We should see the beginning because that's when she uses the verbiage.
5: Covergirl came out with this skincare makeup hybrid and we've seen this formula from dr- luxury brands, but never at the drugstore. Doesn't enough. name a brand. So that's So it's supposed already. to give you a bare skin filtered look and I'm just applying it with my fingers. You can go in with a brush if you want, but it
0: applies so seamlessly. That verbiage in the beginning and her not oh, no, mentioning brands, even, hers being like, done. oh, other luxury brands Luxury also brands, have for sure. She's yeah. not dumb. Like she's saying that because if you have brand names in it, a brand is less inclined to promote it. And even further than that, this is what I
1: was getting to is again, like, cause I know that like that's how Beauty Break started was because it was Tutorial Tuesday originally and it was literally a CoverGirl brand deal. I had to be like, no Megan, say it like this. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like reading a very exact verbiage. My question then is, where did she get this verbiage? Did she come up with it? Or do you think that they strike a deal behind the scenes? She posts it and then they do it on the back end? Or do you think she voluntarily was like, I want CoverGirl to sponsor this. I'm going to say it like this.
0: You know what? I was actually going to say before I read the full caption, I was going to say, no, I think that she has just gotten pretty good at understanding what verbiage brands like and don't like. But literally the last line of this caption says, don't sleep on drugstore available at Shoppers Beauty. Do you know that a lot of beauty brands will tell you, and I've worked with a lot of people who will have to put in their caption i don't know this is a random brand like essence or something and it'll be like now available at ulta beauty like that is a part of beauty That's brands because they want you to buy it from their retailers so her saying available at shoppers beauty in january what the fuck that seems like absolutely Covergirl went to her and this is a Full on paid sponsorship. And the that's beginning. what I'm
1: thinking. Cause I'm like, I don't feel like these influencers that have millions of followers are going to risk the chance that they're not gonna get sponsored, but then they're putting out this weird ad, you know? I feel like they're like, hey, like CoverGirl goes to, allegedly, this is just my <laughs> opinion, that maybe CoverGirl is going to these people and not promising a brand deal, but kind of highly suggesting that if they do it, it might turn into one.
0: I don't know. This seems like a full-on she was paid to do this. Like, this caption is suspicious. That could be the know. case,
1: too. This could just be a straight-up brand deal that is non-disclosed. But, like, the ones that are specifically, like, promoted kind of after the fact, I wonder how those are achieved.
0: I don't know, I'm so confused now, but the reason why I even brought up her undisclosed ads is I remember one happening in real time, it was Doritos. And the reason why I remember this is because she was showing a bag of Doritos. It was like open from the side. You know when people open a bag of chips and they'll make like nachos out of it in the bag and it's like to go kind of thing. Okay, so she was doing that. Yeah, so she was doing that at some sort of catered event and she specifically said in it that it was not sponsored. She just fucking loved this. Now, what's interesting about it is that the Doritos logo was just so beautifully visible. the entire time. pretty much and she kept saying like oh these doritos and this blah 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 whatever go
5: to party food okay this is it man doritos tacos nachos whatever you want to call it oh my gosh it's so good and it's in the bag it's everything but this is my nacho sauce Mm. you gotta cut open the dorito bag like this then you stick your meat in um
0: this is like carnitas and then you start with your pico de gallo Mm, it tastes so fresh then you add a butter and i remember i couldn't find it but i remember that ended up getting boosted by doritos like that was a paid partnership with doritos and i remember the comments some people were like hey this is sponsored or you're saying it's not sponsored she's like well they sponsored it after basically is what her comment back to them was see that's what i wonder because i like don't get me wrong i do think there are examples
1: of that happening organically and the brand does just want to take advantage of it getting attention but that's not but ethical. I don't know. I how think that's it's even getting
0: very common these days. Yeah. I literally think the FTC is going to have to step in because that is just not OK. Like a tiny little paid partnership thing. Can you imagine we're talking about a brand right now? Oh, look at HelloFresh, this, that and the other. And we don't say once that it's sponsored. We just say how much we love it. And on the bottom of the screen, there's a tiny thing that says sponsorship. You can't do that. It would literally be like us having it be sponsored by Truly and us like me constantly
1: saying that I like it. But guess what, guys? It's not. sponsored.
0: Yeah, this whole time Lily has actually been sponsored by Truly but it's just really tiny on the screen like that's illegal for a reason because which it's i mean honestly i have to
1: say if that were the case i would still say not that bad because it's like if i'm willing to drink it every single week for over a
0: year yeah, i can't be that true. bad that's but
1: true. one-off situations like that yes absolutely that's bullshit
0: I don't know if this particular one was sponsored or not, but she definitely is one of the big players. Oh, this language, comes I have to. no
1: doubt that it was given to her.
0: She does this all the time. Like, I don't know how she doesn't know that this is unethical, but again, she's just a girl. She's just a girl. She doesn't know nothing. She just likes makeup. That's what she's going to say when people call her out for this. Like, it's just like, girl, you have millions of followers. You need to do better. Uh, I know that you may not think of yourself as like famous or an influencer or whatever you are, whether you like it or not. You're very popular on that app and you need to just, uh, what did we say with, um, Teja Alexis? You need to tighten it up. Tighten it up, girl. That's literally what you need to do. You just need to tighten it up.
1: Also back to you pointing out the shopper's beauty thing. When would you ever feel the need to tell people where to buy CoverGirl?
0: Oh my god, no, 100%. Who doesn't like, know that I'm, they
1: have CoverGirl at the drugstore?
0: Yeah, it's not even like, I think uh, an obscure Ulta brand is like Lipstick Queen or something like that. Like, there's like exactly. random brands Exactly. If it was an exclusive
1: to just yeah. that store. But it's like, I don't even know what the fuck Shoppers Beauty is. No, CoverGirl, you know, is just at the drugstore. You wouldn't specify which one you need to go
0: to. 100%. And to answer your uh, question, Glamzilla, this is why people don't trust influencers. Exactly. Yeah, I'm sick and tired of influencers doing undisclosed ads. If we have to sit here and be like, this is sponsored by blah, 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 then you have to do it too. Sorry, girl but anyway uh that was pretty much it it was so weird and honestly her response to robert made my skin crawl so again i'm sorry to put you guys through that that was that was a lot we can move on to our we love the internet segment do you have something you
1: already put us through the thing last week which people were like was this an i love the internet segment or
0: wait what was that people were disturbed i think i sent you one that was funny Oh, my God. I love that. I traumatize you guys. Sometimes I make you guys cry. Oh, my God. That was another funny reaction. Our friend Megan Ranks texted us because she said that she tried to skip that TikTok. I think it was like two episodes ago where the old man is bringing seawater to his wife. She literally sent a voice note like, bitch, I have been trying to avoid that TikTok avidly on my fucking for you page.
1: I want to kill you, Jesse, because I skipped that goddamn video of that old man. Oh, my God. Bringing seawater. To his wife. I skipped it when I saw it on TikTok because I was like, I'm not in the emotional state to watch this. And I was watching the podcast on my phone, but I was doing something else and I couldn't get to my phone quick enough to stop the little audio. So then of course I was hooked
0: and oh my God, I'm sobbing. Oh my God. And she's like, I couldn't get to my phone in time and now I'm sobbing. I love that. So I like to just like keep you guys on your toes. Is it going to be something funny? Are we going to cry? Are you going to wish that you had never seen it? I don't know. It's just different every
1: week. I have one, but I don't know if we're allowed to play it. It's music, but it's not like a released song yet, but like it will be. But I don't know if this part will be a released song because it's someone duetting it. And the girl's name is Jensen McRae and it's about the Pilgrimage, Massachusetts. Yeah. Yeah. There's a guy that did like the guy perspective responding to it and it's so good and it made me cry.
0: As much as I love Jensen McRae, we'll definitely get copyrighted for that in the future. It's the melodies that get copyrighted. Like, you could even sing a song, and if you sing it a little bit too accurate to the melody, you'll get copyrighted.
1: Oh, but it's just, I want to play it so bad, because I... Why don't we leave
0: the link below, and maybe people can see it.
1: Okay, can I play it for you, and then just get your reaction? Oh, okay, sure. Sorry, I guess, because mine's super anticlimactic, but click the link below and go watch it. I do love that aspect of especially TikTok, but the internet in general. This song blew up for her and now everyone is so obsessed with it that then other people make additional art based on it. Makes me just, it warms my insides.
0: Well, that's horribly Isn't depressing. Jesus, oh, Lily. God, I, know.
1: I told you, it made me cry, but that it's so That is so, so
0: depressing. It touches on those little parts of you that are like, that always remember those little details about a person that you spend so much time one with. One,
1: kind of like her kind of reflecting on a relationship that she was in where she does remember those little things. And it's just like, never gonna be there again. But then his is like a response as if like, he's still holding out hope that maybe one day it will be.
0: Yeah, but he also is just basically, I'm wasting every day until I get old and fuck life that just made me want to jump well, off okay a bridge. <laughs> I,
1: well, you didn't have to look at it like that but uh, yeah you know, different no, perspectives
0: I, but, but that's what i gathered it was beautiful though i
1: love when people do the other know, perspective yeah. ones and a lot of the time i feel like it doesn't really work that well but this one was like it was good kind of surprising but then also sweet and i was honestly I it
0: wouldn't be a bad idea to do it as a duet i know she already finished it because she performed it live the whole thing she duetted this too oh so she she's did? seen it
1: oh nice but yeah and she's like crying and she's like whenever a random stranger makes you cry on the internet or something oh my god that's that's sweet
0: so my we love the internet segment is something that i saw i think like two days ago and it's snippets of julia fox's audiobook the text says julia fox's memoir is a wild ride
4: and that's an understatement did i seriously just wait 16 hours to get slapped in the face in front of the dead pope i didn't even get to have a moment with him i walk them out and then get on my hands and knees and scour the carpet for a cocaine residue mistakenly rubbing cigarette ashes on my gums. I come to in an ambulance with vomit all around me. Even the paramedics are covered in vomit. On a routine visit to the probation office, I scan my hand and get an unexpected notification that I've been randomly selected for a drug test. Luckily, my dad gave me his pee, which I had warmed up in the microwave before biking over, so I'm not worried. I order 200 hissing cockroaches from Madagascar and convince my (laughs) old friend Serena to release them in the club in exchange for 100 bucks. (laughs) I sit down and feel something hard stab me in the butt. I push the blanket over to reveal a 9mm Glock. I pick it up and examine it. We fight like hell, and we're not above throwing a few punches, but we always hug it out. And strangely, it only reinforces our bond. (laughs) I pop a piece of bubble gum in my mouth and bite down on it. To my absolute horror, I feel a piece of my back molar crack off into my mouth. <laughs> I pretend nothing happened and carry on with the shoot, swallowing the tooth.
0: <laughs> the last one literally killed me. Yeah, that really just made me want to listen to Julia Fox's audiobook. because I love the way she talks anyway. It makes me laugh. But also, wow, homegirl has had a hell of a life. The last part, specifically her swallowing her back molar. I mean, wow. You know that's one of my biggest like
1: when my teeth is just gonna fall out. Watching when that happened to Tana recently, and That's she such it. a
0: random fear to have because Tana has veneers. That's why hers fell out. Like teeth well, don't. No, but we talked about. It. I do
1: have a veneer on one of them, and remember, oh, the I put up. I saw in the, the, the bathroom. The crown.
0: The crown. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But it's fine. It's in there. It's been in there for a, a while. Tana's front tooth has popped out a million times. Have you ever had dreams where your teeth fall out? No, but a lot. I know that's a thing. It's terrifying. Anyway, that's all we have for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, uh, thank you. If you made it to the end, we appreciate you. And we will see you on Monday. Bye. Bye.